Okay, with Jamie Weston, Terminus is the short film, winner of Best uh, Film at the Science and Nature Film Festival, but this film is picking up awards everywhere. Uh, before we get to this amazing film you made, uh, Jamie, is it true that the movie, as per your blog, the movie you saw the most times in your life is Sister Act 2? <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah, it is. <laughs> But probably one of my yeah, my favorite you, film of all time. Got to be. You, you seem relatively young, so that movie seemed to probably came out uh, before you were born. So why Sister Act Two? Um, I think uh, when did it come out? Must have been was it early nineties or late eighties? Some yeah, it's a, it's a typical nineties movie. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a film that all of the family we all watched it together a lot. And um, it's just something we had on VHS. So, gotcha. you know, back in the, you, you know, you just had to watch whatever ever was there. And gotcha. every single family gathering, we always to um, join in with all the feel, all the songs. So, yeah, yeah Sister Act Two, Back in the Havoc, came out in 1993. So, my version, yeah. So, yeah. so old were you then? You you were you born? You were born in 1993, were you? Yeah, uh, so I was. Uh, what was I four, four, okay, four or five? Yeah, cool. Well, I did so glad because it's such a contrast to what you what you make as a filmmaker. Because if you go to your website, jamiewestonfilms.com, you got uh, your, your assortment of uh, films that you're working on or your award-winning films. So let's talk about this film. Very artistic in nature. It's experimental film. I guess it's about like, the four elements, I guess, correct? It's uh, fire, earth, earth, air, fire, water. And then you're kind of combining kind of like what's happening. I guess sort of the, that's sort of the thematic of your film, I guess, right? Yeah, hundred percent about the four elements and like how they interact with each other and uh, and um, well, yeah, yeah, the four elements and how they interact <laughs> like through through the ages and and it's like sort of halfway through, uh, which is supposed to be kind of like the industrial revolution sort of time and when mankind really sort of kicked in and started uh, yeah. kicking started screwed up with the with the planet, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we come, we come in manufacturing, start manufacturing products in a mass way. You know, obviously there's uh, there's smoke in the in the in the air. There's you know coals in the that we're taking from the ground, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. things kind of mix up. I guess, right? Yeah, and um, and now we're sort of starting to feel the, feel the you know the, the, the what's kind of you know what's happened because of that you know now we're really starting to feel with all the extreme weather and all the the, the sort of forest fires and the earthquakes and yeah. tornadoes and tsunamis yeah so uh, the world has mad at us because yeah, the, the, the world's gonna stay the world's gonna be around for another billion years as humans that might be a different story i guess right 100 percent. yeah we, we might be coming up to our next extinction who knows yeah so they basically it's the four elements telling telling humanity that 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 they're what they're what they're feeling I guess inside I guess right yeah yeah hundred percent yeah it's um about yeah our, our view on what we've done to mother nature and the kind of idea that even though the world may be sick right now ultimately the world will just take control or take it back and it doesn't matter what happens you know like the animals the people the buildings may all get purged but mother nature will will eventually rise again so it's kind of like a warning but also maybe something positive yeah well it's like it's like our like our own body right like we have a virus or we have a, a cancer cell we get rid of it and that's mm. and so the humans in that analogy the that humans are that are that virus to the to the world right yeah the world will Definitely. try to spit it out and basically because it because it's causing uh, harm to them i guess right yeah yeah 100 that's uh yeah that's kind of how we're how i sort of um 
how we sort of saw it and what we tried to put, sort of portray in, in a in a, well yeah in a sort of an interesting way i guess yeah it's really cool it's a really cool design so you so uh it was tippy that who wrote the screenplay so how did that did this film come aboard how did she are they come come to you and to make this film and so i'd worked with tippy previously on a um yeah like back in the day and i just finished the film wings my last sort of uh short and she was in i got her on that as um one of the sort of support artists uh in some of the sort of more crowd scenes and after it she was like i've written this script really love you to do it um would you be interested and i said yeah sure like if you've got a bit of budget then then we can make it work i mean essentially for short films they're always done at a low budget yeah um always but there's like there's like a level like if you can if you can get over 10 maybe 15 20k then even though it's a quite a bit of money for a short film that's not going to make any money you can guarantee that the quality is going to be of a certain standard so, and and that's kind of what you know that's what i kind of look for to try and do stuff at least at a certain standard so um you can make it look cool and have nice sound and all the yeah. sort of things that you want to so it just feels like a, a you know you click on netflix and it just sounds and sounds and looks good so that's the sort of level you want to put yeah. your picture of shorts at so then, so then you, so you got the money then, I guess that's sort of what you're talking about. Like you said, you yeah, um, there's the script and then money. Came yes. Like it. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was, Tippy somehow found the money, found the cash and was like, you know, we got it. Should we do it? And I said, yeah, let's go for it. And um, we did a bit of pre-production over six months. Uh, and then we, we shot it over a weekend and then we sort of stepped away from it for a few months as we just like took time just to, it's very, cause I was doing some editing on it as well. And we had Monica as well, did the sort of the main brunt of the edit. It's always quite difficult when you've, um, you've been so close to a project to jump into the edit straight. Well, for me, I find it very difficult to jump into the edit straight away. I need time to relook at the footage with like an objective eye and not worry that, yeah, that, that scene took four hours to shoot and it's certain we're going to cut it. I need yeah. to step away. So I don't mind too much about losing, losing stuff. Um, and then yeah, edit the, the actual edit itself wasn't actually very long um it took maybe six seven months problem was it is um, we obviously took a break for a couple of months before we started and then when we did start editing then covid kicked in okay. and um we weren't able to get access to the, the editor was stuck in europe uh with with the hard drive and a laptop and not like a, a great means to edit for for a while so it meant you know production on the edit slowed down for quite a few months until we got back to the UK again. So post so the, the whole process took longer than it should have done, but you know. Because there's some <laughs> special effects, obviously, in the, especially at the end of the film, right? Like the, mm. the effects of that probably took so too much, most of the time, I guess, right? Um, yeah. yeah uh, yes and no. Like, so the, the effects at the start, we, was ne- we wasn't really sure about having effects always. We kind of undenied about it, but we did want some. Uh, they, they took only maybe a few, like a month or something to complete all the effects. And we sort of done half them. And then we wanted a few more and a few more and a few more. Uh, the end shot was actually the most difficult thing to do um, with the fire because uh, I sort of, I like, I like doing single setup shots. Um, and obviously with the cam, single setup and you're working with fire, 
and kids it's like super difficult and you got um and also by that point of the shoot it was like one in the morning and it was really like the end of the shoot and we'd yeah. go over an hour because of the like, rain and stuff like that and essentially the fire gel didn't work like we set a light to it it just didn't really do this cool thing it just was very slow so we took a while to re-edit and then and add some more effects to really sort of booster yeah, because it's a really cool, like if you set fire to the table at the end, it's a really cool image. Like if you really set fire, did you really set fire to the table? Yeah, yeah, we really set fire and we wanted it to, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way it is now, but like in my head, the original, the actual original shot, which yeah. failed, so we ended up with that edit, was that um, the hands go down, in, and this happens all at the same time, the hands go down, some off-cam sets light to this fire gel, and then as they quickly go off and the hands go back, the, the steady cam was going to track back, and the flame was going to spin around the whole table, and the whole thing ignites because there's all like petroleum in the middle. But what happened is it sort of set light because it was so damp that day and we had like a monsoon. It sort of started and stopped, so by the time the camera tracked back, it just wasn't really happening. So then we had to sort of then go back and light it and everything so with the clever editing and trickery it works as a whole sequence but um yeah like it yeah it was uh it was hard to edit around because obviously i'd got in my head that we've got this really specific you know sequence gotcha. that was going to happen which didn't quite happen so uh but yeah that's just the way things happen yeah exactly it's movie making let me let me just go to the end to so the end of the film where the credits go on you got a beautiful shot of the sky with all the stars. Mm -hmm. Is that natural or was, did you manipulate any of that in post-production? I'm just curious, like, cause it's such a beautiful shot. Mm, that, um, they are time lapses, which are, they're all hundred percent real. The time lapses. Awesome. Um, um, yeah. So they're not like manipulated anyway, uh, but they're, 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 we outsource someone to, to um, get them for us. So that's not like uh, the, our team didn't shoot them, but they are, they are legit. They are the real yeah. thing, which is really, no, cool. it's really, cause it's a beautiful day, right? So it's almost like you're in the Northern lights or whatever. And you're in the UK. I don't know what they call the version of that, but basically it's just a beautiful, like, it's just, you, you see, it's, you're one with nature, I guess, when you see the, also a clear sky, they don't like that, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, like where we are, um, well, where we shot it was in Epic Forest, which is basically part of London, so the amount of um, red light pollution there would have meant that we wouldn't be able to get them sort of shots, um, so you need to go quite north of England or to some of the black spots to, to sort of get that sort of content, but yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, and I love the the end your credits. So when you fade the black, you got the is it the what do they call like the sparkles of the fire? Yes, yeah. Fact, right? It's really cool. It's a really cool. Who came up with that idea? It's genius. Um, I I I I, th I think I was just I just I films I'd seen back in the day. Yeah. Um, like when I very first started, some people use particle effects for like intro shots and like um the opening credits, uh, and I was just like, I'll oh, be really nice to sort of do like a particle effect thing but i was working with my one of my students and um we was doing a lot of after effects stuff and we did a lot of fire stuff and i was thinking oh, i'd be really cool to add this particle effect of the fire so it's like you finish on the fire, it goes up and then it's like you're, you're still in the scene even though the credits are going over yeah and so um it was sort of yeah a mixture of seeing things back in the like ages ago with where people do it with snow a lot i think you know this in the in like early like opening credits people do it with snow and i was like can we do that with fire um and it looks really pretty obviously black and orange and then the white credits so the quick Just, segue because you mentioned students so you're you're a coordinator at signals what's signals uh so signals is is an arts charity 
charity based in the UK. And um, we work with young people, people with disabilities, disadvantages, um, uh, and providing sort of uh, film education and also doing film workshops and working with the community. And then behind the scenes, it's it works as a regular film production house. So I do that part time as well as um, teaching film and then also freelance filmmaking. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, so let's talk about like so that's a pretty like you, I guess there's a website signals.co.uk. Uh, it's like a kind of like a it's like a, it's helping people that who otherwise wouldn't learn know about film, I guess, right? Because I guess is that the agenda. Yeah. Yeah, and we do things like the BFI Academy. So it's like the British Film Institute is is like you know the the, the sort of place that all the all the main films sort of happens in the UK and where yeah. they um, archive everything. And we run sort of um, you know month long projects where young people come along and learn about film, meet proper filmmakers, and then go on to get jobs in the industry and that. So it's all about upskilling people and making sure they get jobs in the industry and that. That's really okay. Okay, so let's talk about your film. Okay, so do you what's your relationship with your DP? Do you guys storyboard everything? I know that you're you got some effects, you got you're dealing with a couple of child actors, you got choreographed dance, there's a lot going on in your film. So what mm. you're on set, are you like how prepared are you with the shot list? I'm just curious. Um, so um me and Beatrice have worked together for a fair quite a few years now, actually. She shot she shot um quite a lot of my films as well as my uh debut feature as well so i we sort of for this particular one i didn't really need to say much i was just like we want to do this and this we, we love this sort of idea of the steady cam we're, we're very inspired by these set of films which i can't remember what it was now because it was a while ago but was and um, we would have some vague idea on the storyboard but essentially i'd just be like um can you just get this this and this and she would go around and just you know i sort of I, I know what she's going to capture in. I know what the sort of stuff she does. And so now we're on the same page. So I normally just say, do your thing. And it's kind of what I'm looking for. So like prior to working with her, um, maybe five or six films ago, I did a lot of research and we met up a lot and talked a lot. And um, we've got quite similar ideas in in what we, we like as visuals. So I don't need to uh, explain too much to her. What she's going to capture just in her head is probably what I'm looking for as well. Cool. So yeah, that's so okay. So talk talk to me about the, your cast. So basically, you have two child actors, mm-hmm. correct? And then great. The, the so the first film starts with uh, wind, and mm-hmm, then yeah. they the the individual does really so like is was that all choreographed? Like the mute that the dancing that he like he's dancing or two. Yeah, we had that. So um, it's, yeah, it's Tippy and her two kids and uh, Ming as well, who was um, the only person who was cast, obviously, because the other three are family members. Yeah. Um, and it was all choreographed. Uh, with our fantastic choreographer, Amber, um, she worked with them over a few weeks beforehand. And uh, although like sort of Tippy and, and Ming was a professional dancer who played Earth, uh, the, the two young kids hadn't done much in, in terms of a lot of movement at the time. There was sort of quite early, early sort of careers actors, but they, they picked it up really fast and they did really well. Um, it was, you know, it was a difficult shoot. It was like a long, long hours. Um, you know, they're young. It was, it was in the middle of summer. It was very yeah. hot. You know, and it required a lot from them to do multiple takes. Um, so yeah, we was we was lucky that they were really up for it, and um, yeah, it was it was good. I said wind. I guess the, I guess I meant air. I guess right. So they're 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 air. So yeah, yeah. Um, then the next person is uh, fire. Mm-hmm. So you need more effects. They have them like kind of like climbing a tree. Hopefully they're okay. Nobody fell. 
<laughs> no, the uh, they weren't as high as they looked, but <laughs> yeah, but it's really yeah. done effectively. Nice, like close ups, and and uh, you're kind of like you're, you're you keep segueing the next the next character coming in. It's really cool the way you kind of edit it together. So what did you do? Did you just do like you just kind of like set aside three four hour chunks and then kind of like shot each of them in their own in their own sequences. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I think like day one was um, day one was maybe capturing more of the kids stuff and them together. And then day two was doing some more of the difficult stuff like the, like the light in the fire, yeah. um, the, the stuff under the water, uh, the stuff with the, the sort of around the table scenes and stuff that would take longer. We sort of only had a few scenes that day and we spent longer on them. But yeah, you'd, you'd normally um, look at about yeah a couple of hours per scene yeah, and in some ways it's kind of quicker to work because you're you're sort of limited but the fact we use anamorphics makes it harder but the fact that we're using anamorphics means you're limited on lenses you only really got three lenses that you're going to be using yeah. you know like a wide medium close um and the fact that it's all on steadicam means that although you can pretty much do anything on a steadicam you've still got a, you know you can't you can't go right let's swap over and that's all go there you're just you're just moving around you know on the using the same so it would more be like that's do as many scenes as possible with this lens and then I swap to the next lens because every time you change the lens you've got to rebalance it and that's what takes the time and also it was a lot for the the Steadicam up you know because it was literally him on his own having to yeah you know, we had a dp into that but like most Steadicam ops are working for short you know half an hour an hour at a time doing a doing a shot this yeah. is like the whole thing all day long so it was yeah he really uh he really had it. <laughs> who's pulling focus for? Who's pulling focus when he's shooting it? Uh, our our, our focus puller Henry, who who's actually a, he's also um, a DP as well, but he works mostly in the industry as a focus puller. Yeah, he's, he's, he's currently doing um David Attenborough stuff. I believe moment, it because so. he's good. He gets yeah. like those little nerdy kind of things that you notice in the film. It's like there's like, there, what's, what's that one shot you had with uh, the two kids, the fire and air. And you kind of like swoop really quickly into a close up of them on, mm. their, on the ground. That's like, where did that shot come from? That was kind I of think, really. So, yeah, I think a lot of it is that um, during their rehearsals, I'd watch it and then I'd get them to try and do some out in a park. It wouldn't be the same location. And after I watch it, I'd normally just lose my hand as a, and then want to look through one eye as a sort of a guide or sometimes use my phone yeah. and sort of go, right, how can I follow this movement and sort of keep it, keep it moving. So the whole idea is that you are moving, you know, you're the, 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 the forest itself is also a character. So it's like the forest is looking in on the elements being playful and the camera is sort of, you know, it's almost like a, you know, a third party um, yeah. sort of swooping around following following the elements and stuff so yeah it would be very much led by what they do and when they improvise as well it would sometimes they would do something different during the during the during the action and i'd be like oh okay that's um for this take let's do something quite different and let's just yeah. try this and we would just see how it goes really would let them be as uh, playful as it as long as you've got the coverage you know as long as you've got your medium wide close up and then you can just do some fun and have some fun with it and see what's possible because sometimes you ask for something and it's you're asking too much you know it's like a cool shot but it can't it's not quite easy to do and you've only got limited time so yeah, yeah a bit of a mixture really so you have like lots of play with in editing that's sort of the point i guess right so lots yeah. of lots of maneuver with so okay so then so then tippy who is the producer writer she's also playing water and so she comes out of the out of the pond so i guess you didn't have to worry that she was going to get hurt or, or like, 
you know, like like he's, you jump in a pond. There's some some nasty animal. There could be some bad. You can get you can get like you know you can get in trouble in the coming yeah. up like that. But she's the producer, so I guess there's not too much to worry about, right? So yeah, I I, <laughs> I yeah I would have gotten there myself. I I um you wouldn't have gotten there and you're there. No, no way, no way. It must have been horrible in there, yeah. Uh, you know, but but I, you know, I think we said it, it would be incredible if this could happen, and she was like totally up for it. And I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't do it. And normally, I always say if I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't expect the cast or actors or crew to do it as well. So, but if you if yeah. you want to do it, I mean, it's going to look really cool. But if you want to do it, then then go for it. But don't feel forced to. You know, we can maybe, you know, we'll come up with a different plan to do it. But you know, that's what she, you know it was. We, we'd seen us i think we'd been influenced by something and was and she wanted to do it so we just went for it one thing we, we did we was very conscious of is is that we wanted you know when it happened it had to be quick because we didn't want to being in there for too long no so we sort of got prepared we sort of rolled started rolling she she got in she dunked her head under i think waited about 10 15 seconds and then come up and did the sequence okay. and we we shot it I think three times. I think we did three takes, and that was it. So whether or not we had it within three takes, that's all. I was kind of, I was going to override the producer and go, "No, we're not doing any more because you know I don't want to completely knackered and just yeah. ill for the rest of the shoot." So, but I think you know we did it three times, and and um, yeah, we was all really happy with the with how it came out. So she like maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but she seems to be like the mother. Like she has this kind of motherly kind of even the way she like holds like one kid and uh sorry holds uh air in the in the kind of mm-hmm. field she's kind of like the mediator too when there's conflict is like is that me kind of projecting or is that was your was your your, your attention in the film oh uh, i don't it wasn't exactly the 100 percent intention but there was this idea that we we wanted we sort of intentionally wanted the the sort of characters to be able to be individual and then interact and then be like sort of together but bonded almost like you know all the elements sort of need each other um so yeah that was and then but then finding ways to um sort of bridge them so like this sort of playfulness as some of the characters have and the rough and tumble and then the caring and then the sort of conflict between them so yeah yeah there was um yeah some of it was intentional. Some of it just happened, and it was like, "Great, let's keep that in." <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But well, she's she's. It seems like water is kind of re- trying to resolve things and like make sure everything is is okay. Okay, so what's the symbolism of like the the table we talked about before burning? But mm. then there's like the food and the the sweets and like kind of like the party kind of setting. What's the symbolism of that? Um, so that was kind of um, so it was kind of like a Victorian uh, tea party, which was was slightly inspired by the sort of Alice in Wonderland yeah. film, um, sort of Mad Hatter's Tea Party. But and and that's kind of because that would have been around the Victorian period, which would have been the Industrial Revolution and this sort of time when, you know, um industry really kicked off and the and the planet itself started to get uh, destroyed of all the pollution. So it was finding um something relatable to sort of uh, relate to that without being too on the nose and just having a great big factory or a great big pipe with smoke coming out yeah. of it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So then, 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 then all of a sudden, like it blows up in their, their, I guess it's almost like kind of like a mediation and it kind of blows up in their face. And then, and then the world is going to be destroyed, I guess. Right. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. The, like, as they, they start to like, as is like mother nature is 
sort of being introduced to the sort of you know industry and and the stuff that the mad made man made stuff uh, you can see that the sort of um, mother nature as even all four of them become sick like they're they're eating the, the muffins and they're eating the cakes yeah. and they're getting covered in the plastic and the, the guns or the goo and the oil is all coming out and all the horribleness is coming out and sort of polluting them and it's sort of you know this is triggering um mother nature in a way and, and harming it until it just bursts out and purges everything what um, i guess that's that's what i felt when i uh like that mm. like it's like they're just kind of like over overdoing it we're, we're like consuming too much i guess right yeah and and at that point as well although they are the elements but they're still played by people so it's kind of like that cross that double meaning of this is the this is people doing this to themselves yeah. and they're doing it to they're doing it to the environment and this is you know what might happen so i think tippy when she was writing it she was um you know heavily influenced by a lot of the issues with climate change and um yeah it was just like sort of exploring interesting ways to to sort of have fun with that you know yeah it's it's nice to have a film where you've got a, a meaning and hopefully it means something to people but at the same time you want something that's gonna be interesting to watch and not yeah. too preachy. I think so. you, you, you obviously you look at the words you're getting and it's getting in the, um, probably every festival you're submitting to. So I think that that it's showing you that that you made a successful film. Like I think what your attentions were, they come across. It's entertaining to watch because it's really well done. As you alluded to in the beginning about like high production value, nice sound effects, nice sound design, obviously well performed, like really well shot, some amazing uh, cinematography, some amazing camera movements. So that high production value, obviously in your direction kind of shows in the film. And then you have a great story to tell, which is an important story to tell that evokes emotion. I'm just like, kind of like, you know, <laughs> academically like talking about your film, but basically it's like, that's why it works, right? You like, you put yeah. all part in the pun, you put all the elements together and then you get a great film, right? So. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a, in a, in a weird way, like, like this and the film I did before wing um, wings, they've both done very well, but because I have, I looked at the elements, you know, that make what makes a good film and when you break it down and look, you know, you have to have a good story, of course, yeah, of you know, course. And, and the direction and the direction obviously has to be good and the performance has to be good, but then you kind of hope that on all films, but the, the, the thing that often lacks is, is stuff like, has it got a proper sound mix? Is it properly sound designed? Is it properly scored? Does it actually, has it got actually like a proper camera that shot it, which has got like a decent lens um, and like a, and a, an editor and a, and a, um, DP yeah. that understands about good composition and stuff. So, and you know, all of them things require a budget and a certain understanding of if you've got all these things together, um, it doesn't matter how good your script is, it's going to really elevate it and make it pleasant to watch. You know, you're yeah. going to enjoy the experience. You're not going to feel, oh God, you know, I wish the sound didn't hurt my ears and that sort of ruined it, or I wish everything wasn't overexposed. And, you know, so like you can definitely 100% in an academic way break down a load of elements and go if we get all these right then you're halfway there yeah. you know okay well then but at the same time you gotta like it's like it's you're, you're leading the charge so it's about chemistry too and in, in, in culture mm. meaning that you're you're yeah, i'm sure you've been on sets i've been on sets where like people don't care about this film they're here either for the paycheck or they're just here because they're, they're there and you can it kind of comes out in the film sometimes whereas like if everybody kind of believes in the project 
they'll go the extra mile, right? They, they won't do a hack job. Like your Steadicam operator, if he loves a project, he'll do a little, like, you know what I mean? Either he'll do his great work or he'll go the extra mile and you can see that emotion. You can see that effort in the film. It's so subconscious, but I'm sure you've seen that before too, right? If you have everybody mm. believing, you, like you said, it's like, it's not math. It's like, it's more than math. It's like motion. You gotta, if everybody's in unison to make a great film, then usually you can make a great film, I guess, right? Yeah, hundred percent. You got uh, like, um, I think my, you know, work that I do that is mediocre is normally when you, everyone's getting paid by by the hour. Yeah, and, it's true. You know, and you're just and you're, yeah, you know, yeah, and you're and you're there to just create a product for someone. You yeah. know, and at the end of the day, whether doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get paid. And it, but you know, for projects like this, you kind of you you find the people that you love to work with. You find the people that are, you know making fantastic work, and you say you do your thing. You go, you know, there's obviously like a remit and something that I'm looking for that I'm going to create in the edit, but you let them create their art there. Cause if everyone is an artist in themselves and doing their art, which is all going towards this big, you know, canvas, uh, which is, you know, which is the film, then I think the, the quality of work is, is, is going to be high because everyone's investing in it. They, they, they are putting their own ideas through and, you know, and even if it's like, I find that even if you don't, um, you know, you do, you do three takes and two of them are yours and one of them you always go you do whatever you want you do what you want to do even if you don't use that that take the fact that you're letting everyone do their put their piece of stamp onto the project and try something out that they want it means you're going to end up with a you know it's either going to be better than your idea and if it's not then you don't have to use it yeah Um, but there's a lot of people that i worked with are so but you're you're showing this idea yeah, you're showing them that they're part of the film. They're not just like, it's not a dictatorship. You're like, they're a part of the film, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, I think, you know, even when they're all getting paid on a project like this one, uh, you know, and getting paid well, it doesn't matter, you know, because it's it's, uh, it's it's still a piece of art and everyone, you know, you want everyone to be, enjoy it and uh, put their best work in. And yeah, and everyone everyone has, and it's, it's really cool. So what did you think about our audience and the audience feedback video? What they had to say about your film? Oh, it's just amazing. Like, like it's, it's, um, I'm really pleased with the film, but it's, you know, it's an, it's a, it's a strange film, you know, it's not like a bog standard movie. It's quite experimental and quite, and, and quite, you know, odd in, in some ways, you know, it's kind of, it's quite a, a risky film to do. It could have just, yeah. people might've gone, wow, that's really weird. You know, not sure what that's about, but <laughs> you know, so, so for people to actually go, Oh, I get it. You know, I actually get what you're trying to say and, uh, and I've enjoyed it. And I, I understand why this is happening here and here and here. It's, it's really, it's really lovely. You know, it's really awesome just to um, see that there's other sort of like passionate filmmakers who are, who are quite like sort of like high art and sort of yeah. cool experimental stuff. So you're listen. You you got a great body of work. You got some amazing shorts. I know you did some some features. Like you're you're kind of on your way as a as a filmmaker. Is there anything that you want to do? Like you've already had an accomplished career. You're relatively young. Is there anything that you like where you want to go? Like you want to like work on like a multi million dollar film? Like what's your ultimate goal as a filmmaker? I sort of set all these little mini um, sort of goals for myself. So they're quite, they're quite cool goals, like um, work at Pioneer Studios and um, get a film that's on TV and, you know, you have a movie that's, you know, in the cinema and stuff like that. And I sort of seem to, and, and they're, they, they may be slightly unachievable, but I seem to sort of achieve them bit by bit. But the one that I'm really going for next is to do my sort of first million pound feature movie, um, which I'm quite, confident in the in the script um but it's just actually then 
getting out there and pitching it and getting producers on board yeah. it you know is 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 extremely time consuming and i seem to have over the last few, over covid um i've seemed to have sort of given myself loads of additional projects to, yeah. to which aren't really to do with film because like you've got to find other things to do sometimes and uh, sort of i need to pull back on my overstretching so i can carry on with my sort of next big projects yeah, it's it's another skill set that you have to learn, I guess, too, right? Besides making mm. films to kind of like pitch the film and like and like and like show people your ideas and kind of like give people the confidence that you can bring the film home and you can make money for the people who are going to invest in the film. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to definitely do this next one as a there's a short film idea that I've got for it. I think I need around fifteen to to twenty k to do it. And then I think that will be a real good showcase for what the feature would be. So, gotcha. and it's and it's going to be like a like a medieval sort of oh, you cool. know, sort of like more of a, a battle sort of medieval combat sort of film. So a bit more action. Sounds like a high budget film. Yeah, I, I've definitely um, I, I can definitely make the short um, in an achievable way. Um, but uh, you know, there's no way I could self fund the uh, yeah, the feature. Gotcha. Well, congratulations on this project, and like people can go to the website. There'll be a website link on the on on the this podcast interview because it's you really got a great body of work so far, and you obviously know what you're doing. And this is a people can watch this film. Hopefully, they'll be able to watch it because it's pretty fantastic. And uh, like you said, experimental nature, but there's a there's a distinct narrative, and it's very concrete. So, congratulations on, on being such a great filmmaker. Cheers! Thanks very much, man. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Cheers! All right, catch you later, mate. <laughs>